Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Newbie and the Doobie. I am Timmy, the newbie. Mary Jane, also known as the Doobie. Today is Umbrella Cover Day. An interesting day to be sure and we'll talk about more about that later. Absolutely. I thought we were celebrating umbrellas, but no, apparently not. It's the covers of the umbrellas. Yes. And right? we'll get into that later. Who knew? Yeah. Right? Learning every day. There's a whole thing on there. Also, today we've got our high five list. High five. High five. And, of course, our word of the week. And we're going to be playing a little newbie or doobie. With our special guest, Stephen Stairs. Looking forward to another great episode. This has been uh, been fun. We are on episode uh, 12 right now. 12 Is that what it is? Yeah. I've lost track. I haven't. Oh, I'm glad somebody's keeping track. Literally is 12. (laughs) Um, and just just uh, for the record, I am getting I am hearing a lot through my headphones right now, so I am trying to remove that. But uh, anyways, uh, so here's the thing: we wanted to talk about uh, before we get into um, some cannabis related conversations, as yes. we are want to do. We go down other little rabbit trails that we find interesting. Yes, and it was very difficult to ignore the fact that this was Umbrella Cover Day. And, and like we you had pointed out, initially when we, we looked at it, we were like, well, umbrellas, okay. And then we noticed that there is actually a thing, that there are people out there that are pretty passionate mm-hmm. about not the umbrella, but the umbrella cover. Yeah, the thing that most people lose. Right. Like, when, I have an umbrella collection. Like, when I like something, I get into it. And... I happen to have a lot of umbrellas, and when I heard Umbrella Cover Day, I was like, yay, I get to bring the umbrellas out, and I realized that I don't have the umbrella cover for, like, half of my umbrellas. Right. And I also realized that the umbrella cover is only, 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 only on the smaller umbrellas. Okay. And not the large... You know, like the fighting style umbrellas. The umbrella cover to me is the thing that if I ever bought an umbrella, and I'm going to admit right now, <laughs> I, I maybe I'm I'm in the minority here. I don't buy umbrellas. So you're saying that your two umbrellas here you didn't purchase? They were gifted to me. Okay. People gave them to me because they have um, connections to things that I enjoy in life. But if it's raining, I go walk in the rain i don't there's that's true there has never been a time that i have walked outside and felt that it was raining too hard that i needed an umbrella i put my hood up maybe and go um at the very least i you know take my pants off and just enjoy the (laughs) afternoon but there is saying in the rain the um, umbrella so umbrellas to me are are i don't really utilize them in general but i do have two that i enjoy see i i think they're an accessory well, they're a, a very like fra- like people miss it. They don't think about it. But if it's rainy day, you're not going to want to have an umbrella that doesn't go with your outfit. But is a cover? So then that means that the umbrella cover is an accessory to an accessory. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. So, so here's where I think the market is leading. Then I think what we need to do is to create a protective cover for your umbrella cover. No. You know what we need to do? Create an attachment <laughs> Sorry, piece. Sorry, I got, I got caught up in your hair. 
Is it? It's just the way their light reflected off of it. You looked like uh, Morticia Adams from uh, the Adams family. Is it better family. that way? No, it looked pretty hot before. Uh, anyways. Right. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Anyways, sorry. So no. we need to, you know when kids used to lose their gloves all the time? Yeah. And we would put that we, little clip thing? <laughs> yeah, we attach it to their... We need to make one of those right. to attach to the umbrella. Yeah. See, if I was using one of these umbrellas, if it was raining and I was using one of these umbrellas, the first thing I would get rid of and throw in the garbage would probably be the umbrella cover because it's just like, it's just stopping me from utilizing my umbrella. Well, honestly, I feel they're impractical because I can tell that this one's been used by the way that it's been shoved back into the mm. cover. Yeah. And this is the problem that when you take it out of the umbrella cover and open up the umbrella, yeah. it's darn near impossible to get it. It's like a sleeping bag. How you roll them up and get them in the cover is beyond me. It's near impossible. An unnecessary, necessary element. But like, how could you not love umbrellas? Okay, so let's look. Let's just let's just let's just look right here. So, well, you got a cannabis one. I got a cannabis clearly. one, okay. which with, I got from Nova Scotia with a nice cover. Yes, with a nice cover. Okay. Which now I'm realizing I probably no, won't don't, be able to. No, get don't back put the cover in. back up. Yeah, don't worry about putting okay. them back in. And what's this one here? This um, that is a, my latest edition. Oh, you took it out. Okay. You didn't want it out? No, it's fine. It's fine. It has to come out eventually. <laughs> Get it? Okay. Excellent. High five. All right. That deserves a five. Um, let's do... So then I've got... I have my Batman one. Now, this one's again gifted, but a, a beautiful gift. Like, it's a it's That a one was from me. It's a fantastic And I'm not one. ashamed to admit that I found that at the Dollarama. They're selling Batman for a for buck. For $4. $4. Remember when Dollarama actually meant dollar? You know, buck or two? <laughs> yeah. They're not <laughs> like buck or two anymore. Like $17 items in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, sad. That's a Dollar weird. Tree. That's where everything was like a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. And, and now trees. they're starting to go. Well, there's always trees, isn't there? <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> and this one doesn't have a cover. No, it doesn't. And uh, <gasps> that is... So all my umbrellas are special to me in one way or another, just like my buttons mm -hmm. and my onesies and yep. my rocks that I collect. Yep. Um, this umbrella here is uh, special because it changes color when it gets wet. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So when it actually we gets pour wet. pour water on it? I don't, I mean, we well, could. We can't. We could. We can't. But this one has, this one doesn't have a cover, but it has like a... Like a well, wrap. Well, they all they all do. Oh, they all have wraps. Never but mind. this one's more noticeable. Wasn't impressed with that. And then, of course, we your have, other one. We have the Avengers. We have the, we have my Avengers one. Oh. Oh. Because yeah, it was crammed in that there. That one hasn't been packed very nicely. Okay. And then, and then, of course, the one that I take out once a year, just mm -hmm. in case, my Canada one. Nice. All right. So. Um, they say that you should never open an umbrella inside the house. They also say breaking a mirror is worth seven years of bad luck. And if that were the case, then I would have a lifetime of bad luck. And you know I'm one of the luckiest people around. You are. How many umbrellas do you think we can open up in here? Um, I don't know. You should set it up there. Oh, where? Here. Can't put that. Okay, there's one. I don't even know where this one is. No, that won't work. Here, I'll hold. I'll hold. How many? How many? Can Bam. We yeah, the Avengers. Okay. Okay. This is they my... should go buy Batman. Yeah, and then there's this one. Oh, I like the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bam. Okay. Is that one? Okay. 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 Where we're at three. Count it down with us. How many? How many umbrellas have you opened up in a small space? When people say, what, what do you do on your podcasts? We do stuff like this. Four. Yeah. I can't hold anymore. Yeah, let's do it. You're going to have to hold them. Five. Finally. We have the cannabis. Canada. One right oh, yeah. Beside the, the Canada one. Nice. Oh, Can you do it? No. Jeez. You you didn't open it. It has the wrap. Oh, remember the, the wrap's very very well done. It holds it in place. Well, that's good to know. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, six six umbrellas is the new record in the podcast world. 
We'd yes. like to challenge other podcasters to open more than six <laughs> in their small studios. I'm losing it. We've done it. Okay. All right, so let's just put these down here for now in case it rains. Here, you take this one. I'll take this one. Ooh, I'm dropping them. So on my high five list. <gasps> okay. They're going down. On my high five list, it's connected to this whole umbrella thing. We're going to do our high, high five list, a word of the week, covers. and bring in Stephen Stairs, who is... Uh, I shouldn't have wore a dress for this episode. That was hard work. Hey, yeah. All those days of carrying dishes and catching I, chickens really barely, came in I handy. I barely ever open an umbrella. Get it handy. Oh, the puns are flying today. I'm on a roll. So here's, here's, I was trying to think of what should my high five list be today. Timmy's high five list, I try to connect it to the day. Yes. Um, sometimes I do the day and cannabis. Sometimes I just do cannabis. Today, though, I was thinking about these umbrella things. And, and for me personally, I'd be like, that's so unnecessary. Not, like, what is the point of these things? I would, I would toss these things immediately because okay. it would get in the way. Of, like, seriously, I got to keep putting that back on. It's like, just get rid of that. Yes. I'll just open my umbrella. And now you have it. four to put on. Now I have four to put, put those on later. <laughs> Um, That's so, so funny. I thought about, but but what is it? What do I have that is unnecessary that I won't get rid of? Okay. So Timmy's high five list today is five things that I have in my house that I won't un. What, how did I write it? Unget rid get, of? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. get rid of. I wouldn't but they're useless. Rid, they're unnecessary, but I wouldn't unget rid of them. Okay. Or I would unget rid of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to use the word un in there. It doesn't really matter. The point is... You would keep them. I'm keeping these okay. things. Okay, so here we go. Number five on my list at the bottom. I have this... And I'm probably not alone in this. Feel free to comment on the YouTube or wherever you see this thing. Um, I have a box about this big of cables. Some of these cables <laughs> go to um, my old BlackBerry phones. So these aren't even cables that... You know, my you know, in case my toaster breaks, yeah. like I'm going to somehow mechanically fix that with, with some other plug. These are cables that serve no purpose. But for some reason, I keep them because just in case, I might need that cable. So you do know that some of those cables could be extremely rare and worth a lot of money. You can sell cables? You can sell anything nowadays. Really? Absolutely. Well, I have a bin, but for some reason, I cannot bring myself to get rid of them. I'm probably well, not alone. If you that. ever want to test somebody's patient, yeah. like their patient level, yeah. give them a box of tangled wires and uh, let them go to town. Tell them they have to organize do you it all. Want, do you want to organize my cable box? I actually do really well with, with wires. All right. Challenge. Christmas lights, not so much. All right. you That job is yours, but I want to see how much money I, you have. I take... 30%. <laughs> All right. Let's make a mint. Okay. Number four on my list, my, you might think it's an odd one, but it's Ariana Grande posters in my bedroom. Now, uh, no, I don't think it's odd personally because I've asked you why they're still up there and you kind of just dismissed the conversation. They're un... Look, I'm not going to lie. They're unnecessary. Do I need Ariana Grande posters? You know, dangerous woman on my bed in my bedroom wall. I don't have, I have very they are few things on my photos, bedroom wall. But like, you know, you should have... Other I have three things on my wall. I have a Canada flag, I have a picture of you, and I have three Ariana Grande posters. <laughs> you have a picture of me. <laughs> the painting. All right. It's abstract. It's abstract it's, for it's sure. Um, but those are unnecessary, but I still have them, and I'm not getting rid of them. So no. I'm just saying. But unnecessary. Number three on my list of unnecessary things that I unget rid of. Okay is um, my LED dance party lights. <laughs> at the, at the surrounding my entire room, uh, Mary Jane over here encouraged me uh, and, and went out and encouraged, got... Encouraged, you mean like got them, brought hung, them to your house. It was like, we're, we're hanging these in your bedroom. So now I have the ability, if need be... We can have a party. To have a dance party. They flash all different colors all the way around my room. And I can control them. You can will. set them to music. Yeah, I can and... play music with them. Um, I can honestly say that I have used them twice. That was for videos we did for once TikTok. Once we did a video. <laughs> and once they turned on by accident because I said... Um, you said turn on the party Google, light? Turn on party... I said turn on party lights. Uh, but that was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't mean the party lights. So <laughs> unnecessary, but I've got them. Number two on my list of unnecessary things that I unget rid of mm -hmm. 
is VHS tapes, not just DVDs. I have a whole shelf okay. of VHS tapes. Now, but you have a VCR. I do have a VCR. I got gifted See, a VCR. See, that would be sad if you didn't have a VCR. Right? I got gifted a VCR. Um, I'm a stand-up comic. We do a tour called The Circuit. We have <laughs> a lot of regulars. They know my love for the 80s. Yep. And on one tour, one of our uh, fans um, gave me uh, the VHS copy of Batman 1989. Yes, the best right? Batman. The best Batman. Yes. So he gave me that. And then I told the story to other shows and I posted it online and by the time we got to um, Sarnia area yes someone gave me a, VH, a, a VCR, VCR so I could watch it but here's the thing really if you think about it am I when is the next time even not saying it's even a bad movie but when am I going to watch Basket Case again on VHS I could probably Google it and find it Basket Case Basket Case let me let me, let me share with you uh, Sleepaway Camp have you seen that no no okay all right Xana, have you seen basketball? Xanadu. Have you seen? I know the song. Oh, um, do you, you know have, basketball? I do. You have it on VHS. I don't. It, VHS wasn't even around when basketball came out. Oh well, see that's the thing. I have I have these movies on VHS, but am I going to get rid of them? Do you have no. any of the old Disney movies? Because those would be yes. worth money too. I actually do have those. Yeah, I have the ones that we are need in to those. go through your house, Timmy. I am. Pro- I don't even sitting need on to, a gold mine. I don't even need to do this podcast. No anymore. more comedy. I'm literally for you. a millionaire. You're out. Let's go. Yeah, actually, that that actually being a millionaire would allow me to do this podcast even more, right? Because I'd have no worries at that point, right? Or See, I'm, our... I'm wondering what, what makes the number one because I have a few ideas. Okay, well, here we go. The number one unnecessary thing in my house that I refuse currently to un-get rid of um, is my Google Home. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's funny. That's not what I thought it was. I walk in. I walk into my my bedroom, <laughs> and right here, right here, for those in the podcast, literally like an inch away from my hand is my light switch. That's and like I could right just, where you know light switches are I could when just you walk switch in the room. it on. Yeah, for those of you who are listening, right um, on the wall. Just think about where your light switch is. I could switch it, but instead, I look over at it and go, "Not today." Google, turn on bedroom lights. No, you don't. You walk in your room and you say, hey, Google, I'm home. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's true. Okay. And what does it say? It says, wait, what is it? Wait. And all the people oh, rejoiced. Oh, that's right. And all the people rejoiced. Okay. Yeah. And, when and the I... lights turn on, like, you know, and let there be light. <laughs> and when I when I go to bed, I say goodnight and, they, and it says, Timmy, you're awesome. Yes. Yeah, I didn't set these things up. Uh, yes, I did. So, <laughs> but it's so unnecessary. But I use it every day. And then the worst thing about it is that I say, "Google, turn off bedroom lights," and it turns off my bedroom lights. But before it does, it says, "Okay," and it yells it at the top of its lungs. At least it's in an Australian accent, a female Australian accent, which is the best. And you say, "Okay." Turning off bedroom lights. Just turn no, off the lights. No, it says lights. turning off two lights. Or two lights. Yeah, that's right. As if to say, like, not just one. Not just one. It has to do two. But it says that specifically because it wants me to know that the party lights are still they are still available. <laughs> just these two lights are going off. These aren't the party lights. Party lights are the are not the bedroom lights. Those are the party lights. Yes. And these are the, the bedroom lights. Anyways, five things. Those are five unnecessary things. I'd be interested to know. Please comment below in this YouTube or on the podcast form or on our social media, um, what is it that you have that is so unnecessary, but you refuse to get rid of it? I'd like to know it. See, what did you think I was could, number one on my list? I honestly, I thought it was going to be your entire collection of teddy bears. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, those yeah. aren't yours, are they? No, I can't okay, get rid of them. You're not mine. Buy that. Someone else's. <laughs> so, so in my house, <laughs> those aren't mine. In my house, <laughs> they're Tim's, right? Okay, so in my house, uh, I can only think of one off the top of my head. Okay. Um, can you guess what what my one item would be? Do you even dare? No, no, I don't. This is a, <laughs> this is a trick, man. <laughs> man, this is a trick. Okay, but at least I'm giving you the option to opt out. Okay, I'm opting okay. out. So it would be my rocks. No, but they have sentimental value. So, yes. I disagree. Yes. Um, however, a lot of them I just spent money on, mm-hmm. and they're different crystals. Um, they weigh 
a lot mm-hmm. and to move them when I have to yeah. move, I have to pack really small boxes mm-hmm. and and it's a pain. It's a whole truck. <laughs> it takes a whole truck and it takes up a lot of space in my house. Yeah. And there's just like I got vases of rocks. I got shelves of rocks. And yeah, although some of them have sentimental value, just like my buttons, mm-hmm. um, it can get to a point where like you and I have been somewhere and you've heard me. I'm like, okay, like two. I tell myself like two. So I end up like picking up a bunch <laughs> a bo- and leaving with rocks. like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So well, I think there's sentimental value there. Anyways, that is my list, and we'd like to hear from you as well. All right, let's do our word of the week and then bring in our guest, Stephen Stairs. All right, so our word of the week is tinctures. Tinctures. Yes. Uh, So basically, a tincture is a liquid form of cannabis. You'll find it with glycerin, alcohol, or an MCT oil. So it's kind of like an extract, but it's in liquid form. All right. So uh, most generally, you'll see it in an eyedropper. And it's administered subling- sublingually. Subliminally. So, so you don't know what's happening. No, under the tongue. Okay. Um, and the effects of a tincture are very similar to an edible because it's going through the same system, except it hits you faster because it's it's meant to be like held in the mouth under the tongue to go mm-hmm. directly into the, the bloodstream and it's supposed to hit you quicker. Okay. Yeah. It's... It's, in my opinion, the more thought upon as medicinal way of taking your medicine because right. you can dose it by the milliliter and you can, you know, in your, in your drink, in your mouth. So is tincture, here, let, me see if I, let me see if I'm learning stuff along the way here as the newbie, would tincture be in the same thing of going, uh, you can have a joint, an edible or a tincture? Like, would, would it be in, could you describe it that way? Like, is it, is it a version of consuming? So, flour, yeah. edible, yeah. tincture, topical, extract. Okay. Or concentrate. Those are all the different ways. Different types. The different types. Of different, like, types okay. of cannabis. The tincture. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right. That's a good word. I just like saying it. Think sure. All right. Let's uh, let's get to our guest, Stephen Stairs, who has been waiting patiently. Um, we're very excited to have him on the show. Yeah. Um, Stephen's done a lot uh, out where he is and uh, done a little bit in the politics. I know he's done a lot in the activism world. And um, I'm excited to hear about 420 and plans coming up because I heard a little bit about it and... Um, yeah, I'm going to let him talk about it, hopefully with with more stuff. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm great, Timmy. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I uh, I don't know much about you, um, only what I've heard from MJ, and I don't know which stuff is true and which is not. But from what I've heard, uh, it sounds pretty awesome. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me, you too. I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, I met Stephen, uh, I want to say through social media first. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just, here's a guy who's going through life, trying to make the best of it, and found, just like most of us, that cannabis is beneficial, and it's helping him, mm. and he wanted to be vocal about it. So I was like, I need to reach out to this person. And, you know, actually see what he's doing and how he's doing it and what can I do locally because Stephen is, you're in Manitoba? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Winnipeg. So, so after all that research and buildup of going, I really got to check, were you disappointed when you eventually connected and found him? <laughs> no. No? Absolutely okay. not. Right. No. Fair and, enough. and even less so when I met him in person. Okay. All right. Nice. So thanks. Now, Stephen, I don't know. I assume you you might be aware just simply by the title of the show that she's the doobie. I'm the newbie. So I'm always very interested in um, how cannabis even became a part of your life, how you entered into the community. Have you always been involved in it? Uh, How did that journey begin? 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I have watched the show, so I get the premise. And honestly, your two banter is perfect. It's exactly what the internet needs right now. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, no, but it keeps me entertained. Hilarious. Uh, um, I was laughing a lot during your five uh, high five things, man. I've got beta clips, VHS, everything, man. We could we could talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't have a beta player, so it's kind of sad, but That's whatever. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I got into uh, into cannabis kind of um, on a on a whim, actually. I mean, I always used cannabis as a kid, you know, uh, well, kid, but teenager in my adolescent years. Um, and then I actually I didn't smoke cannabis for about three years. Uh, it was just a lifestyle thing. I wasn't doing it. And then uh, I was at U of M and uh, just starting my political science degree. And someone mentioned to me that I should get into medical cannabis. And that was in 2009. And I thought, well, that sounds cool. And then, I, you know, I did a little research on the paperwork and kind of parlayed it into a advocacy career at the U of M. And then, uh, you know, it snowballed into this first student group of its kind in the country at a post-secondary education mm. institution for medical cannabis. And I rolled with it from there. And ever since then, I've gotten the medicinal benefits of cannabis, but also the social benefits of creating a dialogue regarding the change that needs to be encompassed with cannabis. And that's given me the passion that's driven me for the past 11 years to constantly fight for not only the needs of cannabis users but cannabis itself and how we interpret it in society and how it's accepted so so what do you use cannabis for Stephen? tell people please oh yeah this will this will get you so uh <laughs> i i am legally blind uh i have a cane it's a good time uh <laughs> mj's seen me you know i can trip over the best of things uh <laughs> i thought he was just falling for me but nope <laughs> I thought he was just high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, well, I was tripping, but a different kind. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I have three genetic eye diseases layered on top of each other. So I have something called glaucoma, which I'm sure most people are quintessentially familiar with regarding, you know, the cliche, uh, stereotypical cannabis jokes. You know, it's good yeah. for glaucoma, right? <laughs> it is. It re really is. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I also have something called RP which is uh, retinosis pigmentosis for all you nerdy ocular people out there. Uh, but that's a scarring of my retinal tissue. Uh, picture it as like a frayed extension cord wire from, you know, your appliance to the wall. It still works, but it doesn't work properly. Um, and then uh, I also have cataracts on top of that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I actually had my cataracts removed two years ago, um, which was fun because that was a trip in itself. Because uh, you have to stay awake for it. Anyway, side story. Um, but yeah, so I, I have had that early in my age, and the doctors told me the likelihood of because of the the youth age of my eyes and the likelihood of my long lasting life if I don't get hit by a car uh, <laughs> uh, is is I could have cataract surgery more than three times, which is extremely rare for people. So it's it's it's, it's interesting. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Um, I, I, this isn't cannabis related. We'll come back to cannabis in a second. But um, when I was a youth pastor, I had a kid um, in my program that was uh, legally blind. He was I think he was a level three. I think he I think it was if that was right. So he went to school for the blind. He was legally out. He needed a book with large print, that type of thing. You'd never be able to drive. And yeah. um, I, I actually went. He invited me to the school. I forget where the school was, maybe out in Brantford, Ontario. And um, I had a, it was a fantastic experience, but there was this one game. I don't know if you ever went to a school for the blind or anything like that, but there was this game where they roll. Everyone gets blindfolded because some people can kind of see and they roll this ball with a bell towards yeah, the other side. Ball. There's five of them. And then they just everybody just has to decide whether to fall left or right and create this wall of person to block it from going in the net. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's uh, there's different variations of that, but it's called goal ball. Yes. Uh, and they have they have some very intense um, like versions of it. They have they have a, a fully blind version of it. That's almost like rugby. It <laughs> is. I mean, it, it is, sounds dangerous. Oh, yeah, man. You see these blind people and seeing these blind people is a funny pun already. But, um, you know, you, you they're, they they're it's they have no stopping them. There's there's no yeah. they're in, in, in the inhibitions are gone. It's literally I'm following that sound. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they just they flop to the side and there's they're not there's no padding. It's like a solid floor <laughs> and they don't even hesitate. They're just like there's the sound and they fall to the, it was absolutely incredible. It was one of my favorite experiences being there. I'm glad glad you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> there, I have no idea, but I wanna check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ever in Winnipeg, we can come play it here on our group. It's good. Sweet. Okay. I would try that. Blindfold me. Sign yeah, me yeah. up. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do oh, that. Yeah. See, I've always believed that you should try and experience somebody else's, per- like, their perception. Like, I wanted to spend a day or two. I know there's no way from a day or two I would ever know what it would be like to be in a wheelchair. But yeah. to actually be in a wheelchair for two days and try and do life. Because just going shopping. Or yeah. trying to get in the bathroom. Yeah, I was just to say, try getting to a stall. You know, exactly. Yeah. It's... Well, that's that's exactly why I tried cannabis, right? It was like, yeah. well, I got to live a day in the in the the life of a cannabis user, and uh, it ruined my bowling score, Stephen. So I will never never try it again. My bowling score is way too important to me. Yeah. As a, as a blind bowler, I'm actually pretty passionate about how high my score my gets. So I feel you, Tim. <laughs> That's funny. So did I hear this correctly as well? Um, whether it was through MJ or maybe you you hinted at it. Um, politics is that in your your frame of work? It's, yeah, it's probably the making change, right? You want to make change, so. Yeah, I, I learned at the University of Manitoba taking political science that. In order to fix the problems, um, like I was originally in social work, okay, uh, and I didn't like the idea. And I, this might sound kind of crude, but I didn't like the idea of having people complain to me about their problems. I wanted to fix the things in society that caused them to have those problems, mm-hmm. and that's a systemic issue. That's a a policy and framework issue that only comes from politics, usually, right? Sometimes it comes from non-governmental organizations, but generally, it's politics. So I figured, well, I don't really trust any of the politicians. They're all affluent people who've never struggled or had to pay a cell phone bill or worried about what's in their fridge. Mm-hmm. They're all these, you know, I'm not going to lie. Now it's changed a lot. But, you know, 20 years ago, that's all it was. It was basically right. affluent people who, you know, white men who called the shots. And I figured it'd be smart to have a disabled person who maybe has had a hard time in life to actually know what it's like to be part of society and have things you know, be it, be a chore, be, be a struggle to be a real citizen of this country, not an overly privileged one. And those are the people we need in power in Ottawa making decisions. So I ran for the Green Party uh, in 2015, the year Trudeau became into power. I ran for MP that year in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And then the following year in 2016, because <laughs> I didn't get elected, clearly. Uh, <laughs> I ran in 2016 for MLA. So. Wow. So I could have been a politician back in the day because uh, I didn't pay my phone bills either. Well, there's so. still time. You could still yeah. be a politician. I just find it Don't so much it easier out. just to open Ford up an account is a with politician. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a chance. So so what is, what is the battle in the legality of cannabis? Obviously, Canada uh, is legal mm. now, but what I'm finding... Um, coming in from having no knowledge really is that you know legal cannabis still comes with with a lot of things that kind of are causing kind of people going like, like regulation how, like, how legal yeah like okay, how so legal is didn't this i do you remember i told you steven lives in like the only province in canada that does not allow home growing even though canada has said you are allowed to grow right at home yeah, that, and that's that's what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, like, so having a political mindset and, and being in that in a, in, a, in a province that is doing that, how how are you going about making the change in that? Is it, is it a hard fight still? Like some people think, you know, the battle's over because legalization happened, but apparently the battle's not over. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great point is that legalization, all it did was just cause the fight to have a different battlefield. You know, I mean, I, in my advocacy, I've always been a proud, you know, uh, proponent of the idea that you need to know when to hold up a protest sign and you need to know when to sit around a board table. Mm-hmm. And if you can do both of those, you will be a successful cannabis advocate or any advocate for that matter. Um, but I mean, if you talk about the serious systemic changes that need to be made in Manitoba, Mary Jane touched on it. I mean, well, technically Quebec has a ban on it, too, but that was 
made, ruled unconstitutional. The province is appealing it, but the appeals court is most likely to uphold the decision because it's a constitutional thing. So Quebec is pretty much taken care of. Manitoba, with our ban, it is it has a, a provincial uh, constitutional challenge here started by a guy named Jesse. Um, however, the constitutional challenge thing is such a slow process. And a costly process, too. It's a costly process, but, I mean, luckily he's had a, a lawyer who's kind of helped him out. And, you know, Good. the thing is that, um, you know, if, if it's ruled unconstitutional, the court costs are put on the government. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because cause Jesse would technically win the challenge, therefore all his costs get reimbursed. Yeah. So there's no cost to him. So all he has to do is pay his lawyer. Which the lawyer generally at that rate, you know, they're like, okay, cool. You know, we're going to win this case. But that's the sad thing, Stephen, is that somebody has to, like, they had to get in trouble first. Right. And then they had to get a lawyer. No, but hang on. That's the thing is that no one got in trouble. So because I'm me and I like to do my research on things, even the people who seem like they're doing good, I always do my diligence. So I've gotten, I actually was just about to do an Instagram video today. I finally got a police report back from Winnipeg police. There have been no charges in the past two years for people growing cultivation or cultivation charges. The only charges that Winnipeg police and RCMP have laid in this province are driving offenses. None of them have been possession. None of them have been uh, so, cultivation. Yeah. So, so what, what do you think? No one got in trouble to have the challenge. If they are yeah. growing, the police are just saying, you know, it's not worth our time. It's So the police don't want to have it make their time. They're the ones who enforce it. And even if they do enforce it, it's a $2,000 fine, which sounds like a lot. But as soon as you present that fine to the courts, there's two options you can do. You can say, one, I want to challenge this. And what they'll do is they'll say, okay, because the constitutional challenge is already in place on the ban, the provincial courts in the criminal code will then put your case on hold or they'll stay the proceedings until that challenge is dealt with because they can't move forward on yours when there's a challenge up already. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just got to lay precedence. Right. Right. So, so basically everybody right now, and this is what I've been doing outside of that political, how you change the law thing. I've been telling people to go to grow. Don't go another year. Don't miss another season. Just start growing because for years and years and years, the way we created change with cannabis law was we smoked weed in public to break the law as a civil disobedience of showing <laughs> yep. of these laws that need to change. So like federally, everyone else in the country knows already, I can grow my weed. So why Manitobans would just not based on some law that we know is invalid, it's, it gives into the fear. Do you know what I'm saying? We are being subservient to a law that is unjust. So yep. we must grow weed and someone, like I'm saying, no one's already gotten in trouble for it. So someone gets a fine, puts it on hold, makes it on the news story, Cops will never touch it again. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. So it, all I'm saying is we should not not be growing. We should all be growing our four plants proudly. And if someone wants to take it on the chin, great. But I don't think cops care because I've already asked. <laughs> so basically, don't be scared. Um, don't be and don't say anything. Rule number one, don't say anything. <laughs> but yeah, just, you are you just just plead, you know, that you want to wait. But I like that uh, Stephen said civil disobedience because that's what 420 was. In the beginning, right? It was like a celebration, but also civil disobedience. We had the police surrounding the whole block or the whole area, and they never (laughs) stepped into the area. They just made sure that no trouble happened. And at least that's how it was in Toronto. They kind of kept us confined in the square, right? Yeah. In 2018, actually, when we had a meeting with the city, the police actually thanked us for organizing 420 because they stopped coming. (laughs) And see, that was in 2018. So what... What's happening now? What What's the big change? Like, what do you think? So, I know they didn't say well, anything. Well, they didn't say anything, but I have a feeling this is just a, bu- a bureaucratic paperwork thing. Um, so, so I don't know if your audience knows, but basically Winnipeg 420 had plans to have our, you know, 420 after post or after pandemic event like we normally would. We've been planning for for years uh, at the same location we've always had it been discussions with city provincial police officials to that mm-hmm. was our our goal so i just been curious it's 10 months away from 420 this is the time as the organizer i've got to start thinking about next year which is weird uh <laughs> but this yeah the, the province gave me back a, a, an email kind of randomly that just said nope sorry and i think it was because there was a there were some people that kind of changed positions uh this this lady i'd been dealing with for like 25 years she had been there 
she's retired and someone else took over for her job. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly think that the solution will fix itself. But at the same time, I mean, I live in a province where there's a ban on homegrown cannabis. So, yeah. I mean, my optimism is only, you know, so, so rational to the point where I'm, you know, I have to come up with backup plans to, to have a different location for 420. But it's going to be really neat this year. Concert, yeah. you know, cannabis sales, consumption, it'll be sweet. Camping. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, Vancouver had some trouble uh, a couple of years ago with like, they didn't want it on the beach or whatever. They wanted them to move the location and people are like, it's been here for years and it's never been a problem. And then they just went there. But like in Toronto, um, I don't know if people know, we had Young and Dundas Square and yeah. then they moved us to, uh, or we decided we were going to go to City Hall. And that was a huge problem with the city. They did not want a bunch of stoners <laughs> around the big Toronto, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. was it Nathan Phillips Square or whatever city yep, hall? Yep. They were like, no, we don't want you here. And they had a lot of police presence and um, they had never shut down people selling bongs or anything like that before. And they shut down everybody that year, everybody. And they walked right through the square. And the next year we ended up in Woodbine Park. Mm -hmm. And that oh. was where I took you for the first time. Yep. And you actually, I bought you a rain suit because you don't believe in protecting yourself from rain. <laughs> right. And exactly. I brought a tent. Way and to I brought tie chairs, in the theme with, And I brought way. a rain suit and yep. rubber boots. And he was like sitting there for like three hours, four hours. And was like, so this is what it's like to be comfortable in the rain. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. The, the cannabis culture technically taught me how to um, camp. You know what? We try and think of everything. We look at every yeah. aspect, like every side, and we mm. plan our days. Or is this just me? Steven, do you like, no, I'm like, I'm going to the beach. I know what I need to get. Like, A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's like a methodical. It's because when you smoke weed, it creates new waves of, of thinking in your brain. So therefore you think, all right, all right what do I need to pack? Yeah. All right. That's a good idea. You know, like when you start, you know, packing stuff and next thing you know, you're like, oh, I can bring that too. Oh, that's a good idea. And then you pack stuff. And then by then it's dark outside and you forgot to go to the beach. No. Uh, by then you just got ash and all your stuff you've packed. <laughs> that's funny. It's not like this song, I was going to go to work, but then I got <laughs> Well, you've... You've encouraged me already to uh, into this civil disobedience thing. In Toronto, I'm actually, uh, maybe next weekend, I'm going to go drag a dead horse down the street. Apparently, you can still go to jail for that. Sunday, so. if it's on Sunday. On a Sunday. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to do that. Yeah, Young Street on Sunday in Toronto. Yes. Drag a dead horse down. And I, I don't it's think that's illegal. a legit rule. I'm going to try that. Yeah, but I think it's like a $10 fine. Mm, maybe I won't try that then. No. no you got 10 bucks. That's not Pricey. worth it. So what, uh, so what do you think is um, going to be the impetus to change that particular setup in, my, in Manitoba that, that is still kind of causing this, this problem? What is going to cause it to happen? Just more civil disobedience? Well, I think, I think the, uh, the old adage of grassroots cannabis advocacy needs to come back in full force. Um, you know, with legalization society basically fell off the map regarding their interest in cannabis you know oh cool i can buy it great but all the nuances of legalization and where it can be sold and all those kinds of things are only cared about by the people who really cared about cannabis you know the real advocates and unfortunately those are very far and few between so it's almost like after legalization the hardcores out there are at a point where we need to create another group of people in this after legalization society who are just as passionate who realize oh yeah we still got a lot of work to do hmm. and that's where that change will come from where it's not only just business owners who are being involved it's users well cannabis users that sounded bad uh <laughs> you know it's it's it, it's everybody who's part of that society being part of the change rather than it just being the one or two really loud people who it was before those right. might be the drivers and the impetus, like you're saying, but it needs to come from society as a whole. And I think with legalization, we've gotten past that hurdle. Now it's more of an education thing, right? Yeah. 
So Well, I just want to add that I've done a little bit of like researching and learning on the back end through like um, a cannabis course that I took and speaking to a few like legal um, LPs and stuff and uh, like researchers, whatever. And they're saying that um, they're looking at changing regulations for smarter, better, you know, coherent sales and, and oh, yeah. research. And um, there's really they're looking at having like education centers that are actually able to give people information because the problem that people are finding as bud tenders in the retail position is you're having people come in and ask for medical advice and in the recreational aspect of it you cannot speak to the medical benefits and as we've said many times if you experience a medical benefit from cannabis it's dependent on you. Not everybody is meant to have cannabis. Not everybody gets a beneficial experience. Some people have negative experiences. And I mean, it it just, it is what it is. It's a plant. And this is why we're here talking about it, right? It's a plant. It's a plant. 100%. Okay. So with all the nuances that might be available, let's just, let's, I mean, just ask you this question. True or false? Cannabis is legal in Canada. True. With regulations, but anything that yeah. is legal has regulations. Yeah, Great. I know. So it's interesting though because um, I I think just in the conversations that I've had, people within the industry and without, like some people. Okay, so uh, coming from the world that I came from, um, a lot of people feared the legalization um, of cannabis because they thought that was gonna it was now gonna be just the wild west. Everything <laughs> That's because was you say go. you people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gotta yeah. mention that after. That's like because most people stereotype. So there is a cannabis store that is opening up in Timmy's town, right underneath where Timmy lives. And his son yeah. seen the store and was I like, op- "I didn't, I didn't open." It. His son, no, his son seen the store and did this little, uh, <laughs> right? And he's like eighteen has no interest in cannabis and or drinking or, you know, he's a very level-headed kid. And uh, I say kid, but he's a grown-up. But anyways, so he, we were having a conversation the other day and I was talking about getting Invisalign braces. And he said, well, I don't know if that's good for someone like you. (laughs) And I was like, someone like me? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, because you like the munchies. And I laughed because he just assumed that because I smoke cannabis and it's it's natural, right? What do we see in every stoner culture movie or I've ever heard stoners get the munchies, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I've smoked weed for the majority of my life. There is no way that I haven't figured out how to quash the munchies and still look like this. <laughs> Just saying, this is not just all chocolate and chips and donuts and like I, when I snack. Yeah, honestly, when I, I snack, I have carrots and hummus. I, that was a really good point, yeah, that, MJ. Well, so that, it was it was funny that like that's the thing. Non cannabis consumers. You can look forward to that clip on Instagram. That that uh, that is a sound bite. I am worth. more looking forward to the conversation with your son. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we going to have time to play a game of newbie? Yeah, yeah. yeah, or yeah. Doobie? I want to do this for sure. Okay. Steven, are, are sure. you willing to play a game with us that uh, we call newbie or doobie? So it's yep. pretty pretty simple. I'm sure you know it. You're going to choose either the newbie or the doobie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Some <laughs> people have done this game better than others. We're going to see Kelly you rank. Green Kelly Green did amazing. So. Oh, I love Kelly. Right? Uh, how can you not yeah. love Kelly. I know she is like a ball of energy that yeah. I feel like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really cheery people, but she brings a cheer that I just, it, you couldn't bottle that stuff. It's She is a rainbow into my heart. Right? Like, legit. I, good, there's, that was a good impression. There's nothing that like, ah, <laughs> uh, every time I turn into Orno and I turn onto Main Street, I get this intense feeling of, oh my God, Kelly, Kelly. 
Oh my God! See, she's infectious. I love it. She is. Well, <laughs> the I, kind of infectious we want right now. Okay, so you're up against Kelly. <laughs> I love I love the oh. fact that uh, we have one guest on, and everyone's talking about the other guest we had on. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. When you're so into the community, and you know you're a good person, you know good people, yeah. and how many times have our guests said, "Oh yeah, I love this person," or, yeah. and it's a past guest. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> is, it is one of the yeah. positives of the community for sure. All right, here we go. Okay. We're going to play Newbie or Doobie with Stephen Stairs. Who is most likely to misplace their car keys? <sighs> hmm. <laughs> the newbie. No, I am most likely to lose my car. I can never find where I parked my That's car. That's true. But MJ loses her car keys all the time. Mine are always in the place. Dude, where's my car? What's funny is we drove Dude. to the hotel last <laughs> night and we're standing there checking in and Timmy's like, what's the license plate number? And I'm like, I don't remember. And then he's like, what's the the make of the car? And then I start telling him his vehicle and he looks at me. He's like, we drove your car. And I looked at him and was like, oh, he's like, you drove. I was like, you drove oh your my car. God. I forgot. And I didn't even smoke before we left. It was late. It was late. It's never the weed anyways. No, never no. it is. So no. I might lose okay. my I might lose my car. She loses the car keys. Except for last night. That was a different thing. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, good who, okay, number two. Who is most likely to disappear and never return? Disappear and never return. Yeah, I know these are deep questions that most people don't ask. Newbie or doobie? I, I've got to say MJ. No, I no. could go nowhere. Really? I no. love people way too much. Oh, the moment, the moment this podcast <laughs> generates enough cash that I have enough to sustain myself, <laughs> yeah, I am out gone. of here. I might still do the podcast, but it will be from a remote location, probably a beach, beach place, and I will never come back to society. Never. And you will see me at every event. So I, I know that, but I really think the kid was his anchor, you know, but I guess his kid's 18. He could screw off. It's all good. Yeah. No, oh, I, no I, see, I, Stephen, I have two kids. I have, I, know, a, they, I have an 11 and a 16 year old. The 18 thing I figured would be like the, you, you know, the, the grown up. I mean, 16 year olds are their own independent kid already. My 11 year old <laughs> didn't want to have anything he, to do with me. So. He figures that's why your 18 year old's still at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, my now I really get to knows. look forward to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He's at home. I'm really bad at this game. All right, so 0 for 2. Uh, Kelly was already <laughs> 2 and 0 at this point. That's funny. Here we go. Who would be the first to die in a zombie apocalypse? Newbie or newbie? Oh. Yeah. Right? Well, I, want to, I, I want to say MJ then. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. running anywhere. MJ, MJ absolutely would. I just the... figured you're so nice, you'd like offer the zombie like a joint. Like, no, do you? Honestly, <laughs> you know what the problem is? I don't see anything other than people. I see people. Doesn't matter if you're, you, you, you know, right. black, white, what color you are, what what gender you are. I just see people. So I would look at a zombie and be like, "Oh, did you want a light?" <laughs> Yeah, that's the vibe I got. That's yeah. the vibe I got. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love comedy so much that if I saw zombies coming towards us, I would run and push MJ to the ground because those scenes in movies make me laugh so hard. That's true. Or when, or when adults like make a push, kid cry. When they push children. You like when kids cry. <laughs> like that scene in uh, with um, in Billy Madison where the guy where he's throwing the dodgeball balls at the kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Funny, yeah. funny every time. <laughs> Here we go. I was thinking Seinfeld when George pushes yes, all the George, people right? in the fire. Yes, with George, right? It's yeah. always funny. That's so I would, I would push her to the ground for humor's sake and then find out, be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that was a bad idea. But by then it'd be too late. So then it's just save yourself, Timmy. That's funny. Here we go. You're one for two. Two questions to go. Most likely right. to fake their own death. Who's most likely to fake their own death? You. Yeah. Newbie. That, 
Yeah, that's well. That kind of sets up with the never return. Thing. Yeah, you actually want to yeah. have your own funeral, though. Yeah, I'm actually gonna actually set up a fake death that's public. I'm gonna tell everybody about it, bring everybody in, get people to write their statements of how much they love me, uh, because I won't be there when it actually happens. So I want to do this whole this whole thing. So I'll invite you now that you've been a guest. <laughs> See, on See, I show. just suggested we should do it for his birthday. And then, like, you know, we'll have the coffin there and everybody will know it's his birthday, but you must show up in black and you must be sad. Yeah. People think that's kind (laughs) of morbid, but I don't know. I think it's good planning. We talked about planning earlier. I think that's I want to make sure that it's all done right. Right. So two for two. Here we go. Last one. Newbie or doobie. Who is most likely to look best in a kilt? Have you seen my legs? (laughs) <laughs> uh no I, i'm intrigued now right? uh, <laughs> so, uh you would think this would I be an easy to, one well i think it would be an easy one i, I want to say mj right but i okay i'm gonna go with doobie <laughs> me yeah, yeah you going with doobie. is it me yeah it's yeah, me he picked you okay. no i, I mean I is that the answer i don't think that's the answer Oh, okay. I have these. I have these yoga legs that are outstanding. Quite frankly, I'm a little bit. Well, what does the card say? Well, the card. The card says. Oh, the card says it's me. Oh, okay. Oh, no. But then again, I wrote those cards, so maybe we just need to get a oh, kilt yeah. and no, take a photo. Does... See, that's even... what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get a kilt. Side, side by side. Yep. Yeah, put it up online. Definitely. Okay. So yeah. based on the card, you got that wrong. So you were only uh, you were only two out of five. Um, yeah. Although, quite frankly, um, we're still undecided on the last one. We need know. to. Okay, well, maybe we'll put up a picture of both of us in a kilt, and people can uh, vote yes. on that. But yes. uh, Stephen, I, really I hope my sensibility comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, I want to thank you I know for. I'm blind, but I'm not that blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll 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 make sure it's a picture you'll be able to uh, you'll yes. be able to to see and enjoy. <laughs> Uh, we do want to thank you for being on the show, though. I want to thank you for uh, um, all the insight you've done. Just, uh, we don't think we've had anybody really go into the um, some of the political and legal angle no, um, in awesome. terms of our guests. And so we appreciate that. And uh, we hope you um, continue. To, maybe you'll be elected one day as prime minister. I would love that. I need a cabinet, so keep your ears open, all right? Okay, all right. All right. Do you have a preference <laughs> in type of wood? Mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany. Okay. Every once in a yeah. while, she tries to pretend she's the comedian, but it, very well done today. Very well <laughs> thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming, Stephen. It was fun for sure. Oh, I love you, MJ. Timmy, you're the best. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And you guys, your clips, your shows keep me entertained the whole time. Seriously. Thank you so much. Well, awesome. we'll put some links to, so people can find you in our descriptions, and uh, hopefully that thank brings you. some people your way as well. So thanks so much for spending time with us. No problem. Thanks for having me, too. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, we uh, we can admit, uh, well, not admit, announce. Announce right here mm-hmm. that we have um, had the future Prime Minister of Canada yes. on the Newbie and Doobie podcast. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. It's official. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I've never had a future Prime Minister um, on the show. I've never been to the future. Well, um, I remember... Uh, struggling when I was human that I would always be concerned about I would never be able to get to the future but uh, those days are past are you going to tell me that like time is not a linear thing we just perceive it as such um, I'm, I'm not actually at liberty to tell you any of that so oh okay let's just wrap it up because now this um, is getting on awkward. that note I'm Mary Jane Baker <laughs> Is that how we're, that's how we're literally going to do it? Sure. I'm oh, okay, I'm Mary wait, Jane on. Baker. Hold on. No, I, I, I think I start. Sure. All right. Here we go. Go ahead. Episode 12. So this Fine. Is, this is funny. You can go first. Just for our flat out endings, um, this is like take 12. Like we haven't hit an ending yet. So this is like take 12. And it's still already messed up. And we've already, yeah, it's already not a good, so take five. When of, I said I'm Mary Jane Baker, I was trying to like get you to like finish. So you start. There just let me just say this. There is still a lot of work. With this I close. With this I close. There is still a lot of work to be done. That's what I'm finding. Yes. That Not just in uh, the cannabis space, but in the studio as well. <laughs> yes, yes that, that legalization yes. did not stop the work. 
that need to get done. And what we're That's finding correct. too, and I'm because I'll put it out here because I think it attaches to this particular thing as we get ready to close. Um, we have been seeing, we have we have been posting stuff online. And our stuff isn't even like the stuff we put online, we try not to even mention cannabis too much in it mm-hmm. because the social media spaces still aren't comfortable with it. So just because legalization happened didn't mean that the work is done. Imagine being a legal retail establishment and not being able to advertise like that. Right. Like, I don't understand how it's even possible that a bus can have an advertisement for a beer, but a cannabis company cannot. I'm, I'll get into that another day. Yeah. Well, um, but anyways, are we, are we yeah. good? I need, I need Let's a smoke close. break. I'm Timmy. I'm MJ. Stay lifted. And keep on laughing. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.